Welcome to the Taxell Podcast, where Taxell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a Taxell veteran all throughout the Taxell playbook. I'm the founder of the Taxell Academy. I am the leading Taxell expert and trainer, and I am your host right here on the Taxell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. This podcast is provided completely free to help teach you about investing in tax fault real estate and is made possible through and because of the Taxell Academy. If you are looking to learn more about investing in tax fault real estate, including tax liens and tax deeds, Head on over to taxcellacademy.com and click on join. Again, that's taxcellacademy.com and click on join. On the next two podcast episodes, we'll be discussing out-of-town investing. In today's episode, we'll take a look at a few major points that you must understand before moving forward. On next week's episode, we'll be discussing a few tactical suggestions that I have to help you get started investing out of area. Now, both episodes are of equal importance. Before we get into a few details, let me walk you through a little bit of how I personally started investing out of area. Now, I write about this backstory in the tax sale playbook, so I want to be brief in today's episode, but it is needed for a little bit of context. So in 2002, just after high school, I got started in real estate. I discovered tax sale investing shortly thereafter, and I went all in. By early 2006, the housing bubble was in full swing, and I was killing it in the tax sale business. Now, I'm based in Florida, and I was investing solely in my local market. I could sell two properties as fast as I could buy one. I would routinely close five or six transactions in one meeting at my title company. Then the market crashed. All of that dried up and it went away very, very quickly. I was left scrambling. The buyers that I was selling to, they just ceased to exist. That's when I had to take another angle. I had to figure out another approach to make money with this business. The local market that I was in, it was pretty lousy. The truth was the entire US market was lousy. But I started to seek out markets that were better than the market that I was in and markets where I could still somehow make money. The result is that I started to go from one area to the next. I'd buy properties that fit my specific objectives in one county, then I'd go to another county, then to another state and another state and so on and so forth. It got to the point where I was selling almost as many properties in a down, depressed economy as I was in a good economy. That's when I discovered that I was essentially going from one market to the next to cherry pick the most profitable properties based on my objectives and my selling styles. And usually my approach was gonna be different from everybody else in the room, which meant that my competition was very, very limited. The fact was that I determined that whether the economy was good or bad, I can make far more money when I invest in multiple markets, which meant I had to invest out of area. So let's look at five reasons that I suggest this to most of my students. The first one is preference. And this one is probably the easiest to understand. If you live in a tax lien state, but you want to invest in tax deeds, then you're going to need to look outside your local market. The same can be said for tax lien investors who live in tax deed states. And when you toss in hybrid states and redeemable deed states, you probably realize there's a few options for you as a tax law investor. Now, I've heard many, many times, but I live in this state and they don't sell tax deeds or tax liens or whatever it is. Simple solution, go to another market. All right, number two, costs. I've got a video on YouTube that walks you through a transaction where I paid a penny for a piece of real estate. That's right, one penny. Now, there were some other fees involved with the deed and stuff like that, but I think it totaled like 20 bucks or $20 and one cents or somewhere around there. Now, I've also been to other markets where you need $50,000 to even place an opening bid. Now, obviously, these are fairly extreme examples on both sides of the spectrum, but the point is that different markets cost different amounts of money. 
If you look at your local auction list and it's priced out of your budget, then seek out another market until you do find one that's within your budget. The opening bid amounts and the selling prices can vary so substantially from one market to the next that it's important to actually put in a little bit of effort and find the market that's most suitable for you based on your budget and objectives. Look around, look at the auction results and the history. Find a market that fits your budget, even if that means investing out of town. Number three, selection. The tax sales at my local market primarily consist of vacant lots. And those vacant lots are usually gonna be located in just a handful of select subdivisions. The same ones over and over and over again. Now while I can make them work, I know that I have a much better selection if I choose to invest elsewhere. And that's why I do it. Oftentimes, if you review the previously sold properties in one area, you'll discover that the large majority of those properties are gonna be very, very similar. If I want a large selection of homes, I know that there's specific parts of the country that I'll go to that will have lists predominantly of homes. If I wanna create my own marketing plan and go in and just dominate a subdivision, I know I can do that in certain areas by buying 50 lots for $50 a piece in one subdivision. I also know that if I want acreage pieces or commercial properties, there are certain areas of the country that are known for that as well. Until I started investing out of town, I had not bought a single house at a tax sale auction. And then when I started investing out of town, I started to buy those houses by the dozens. I also hadn't realized the potential with lots that were valued at less than $2,000 until that opportunity presented itself when I started investing out of area. Now, whether you choose to diversify your property types or you just want more of the same thing you're doing right now, but at potentially higher margins, investing out of town can make this extremely easy. Number four, competition. And this is a big one. The most common excuse that I get from those who want to get started investing in tax faulted real estate, but never do, is that the prices are too high because of the competition. Or someone will tell me that they went to one auction or they took a look at the results in one area and they know that there's just too much competition. And they are correct. In the specific area that they looked at, there probably is too much competition. It's funny because most of these comments come from people that look at the most well-known parts of the country. Did you really expect that the city of Houston, Texas with more than 2 million residents would have no competition? Of course it does, right? Usually the smaller the market, the lower the competition. Now there is a sweet spot between finding low competition and buying in an isolated area where nobody has moved in 50 years. But it's important to understand that when you invest out of town, you choose the market, which means you choose the competition that you face. Number five, the last one that I want to discuss with you today is frequency. In many areas, you have one shot at investing in tax faulted real estate throughout the year. This means that if you aren't able to buy a single property, you have to wait an entire year. Or if you buy everything that you can and then you sell it quickly, you have to wait an entire year before you can start making more money, right? An example could be Oklahoma. They hold their sales every June. So come June 15th, if you weren't able to buy a single property, then what? What do you do then, right? Or Michigan, they hold their auctions in the fall. So what do you do the winter, the spring, the summer? I could go on and on with examples throughout the country. The point is that it's difficult to grow your business when you only work one month out of the year. That's like working one day every two weeks to put it into perspective. That's when you start investing out of area to fill in those gaps and to continually expand and grow your business. You can obviously invest heavily in your local market 
if that's what you want to do, and then buy throughout the rest of the year in a slightly lighter fashion in other markets. But investing out of town gives us the sustainability and the cash flows required to effectively operate and grow our businesses. These are just a few of the reasons that I enjoy investing out of area and why I suggest it to many of my students. So instead of tunneling yourself into one single market that you feel you must invest in just because it's local, understand that there are thousands of properties sold every single day through the tax sale process, around 3,000 properties depending on where you get your stats from. That's a lot of real estate. So imagine what you're doing to your business and your finances by simply focusing on one market. Sure, it's what you know, it's what you understand, it's what's convenient to you. But if you make the effort to expand market areas and to learn how to invest out of town your business and your income is nearly guaranteed to grow because of it. That's it for today's episode. Join us again next week for some tactical information on how to get started investing out of area. And if you're looking to dive in right now and learn about tax sale investing, including some very comprehensive workshops on investing out of area specifically, we go into great detail on this topic inside the Tax Sale Academy, which you can learn more about by going to taxsellacademy.com and clicking on join. There's a link down below in the show notes. Again, that's taxsellacademy.com and click on join. I really hope that you found this episode helpful and that you are enjoying our podcast. If you are, please consider taking just a few seconds out of your day to leave us some positive feedback. We truly appreciate it when you take the time to do that. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.